It's our desire this morning as we come and worship with you today, together that Christ would be magnified in our lives, in church service, and in your lives as well. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations. I came across a list of actual headlines from newspapers around the world. These are real headlines. First one says, Otto's killing 110 a day. Let's resolve to do better. <laughs> Second one, cold wave links to temperatures. Dealers will hear car talk at noon. Eye drops off shelf. Farmer Bill dies in house. The farmer Bill dies in house. Grandmother of eight <clears throat> makes hole in one. If strike isn't settled quickly, it may last a while. Iraqi head seeks arms. <laughs> Kicking baby considered to be healthy. Police begin campaign to run down jaywalkers. Something went wrong in jet crash, experts say. I could have told them that. Stolen painting found by tree. I wonder if the tree was walking. Two convicts evade noose, jury hung. Two sisters reunite after 18 years at checkout counter. Two Soviet ships collide, one dies. New, uh, red tape holds up new bridges. That's some strong duct tape. New study of obesity looks for larger test group. Kids make nutritious snacks. <laughs> Local high school dropouts cut in half. Milk drinkers are turning to powder. Well, it's those little things that, that make a difference, isn't it? The little the commas or the different how you say things. Sometimes the news, though, it can be very discouraging. Have you ever noticed that? It, it really can be discouraging. I don't know how many of you are paying much attention to the news these days. Are you discouraged? But today I have some good news for you. I want to give you some encouragement. I want you to leave here encouraged in your walk with the Lord. If you were to turn to a passage of Scripture that uh, when, when you need encouragement, you need some encouragement in your life. So what passage, passage of Scripture? Where are you going to go to in your Bible? Probably you won't go to Lamentations. You might go to Psalms, something like that. But you wouldn't turn to Lamentations. If you 
wanted to go to a passage of scripture that dealt with the character of God, who God is, you probably wouldn't go to Lamentations, would you? Again, you might go to uh, some of the epistles in the New Testament, but probably not Lamentations. Lamentations, the, the book of Lamentations was written by Jeremiah the weeping prophet. He wrote this after Jerusalem had been overlaid by the enemy, been overtaken. The enemy had conquered Jerusalem, defeated Jerusalem. Think about Jerusalem. Think about this, this nation at the time. They were going through a time of economic downfall, political upheaval, and spiritual depravity. Does that sound familiar? And it was at this time that Jeremiah came on the scene. He wrote the book of Jeremiah before the fall of Jerusalem. He was prophesying and anticipating the fall, and he was warning the people to repent. He was telling them, get your hearts right with God. And then he wrote the book of Lamentations after the fall of Jerusalem. He was mourning as he looked back in utter distress at the fact that the people had not repented. The people had not gotten their hearts right with God. So he wrote the book of Lamentations, lamenting the fact that Jerusalem was destroyed, that the people had not repented. And yet, in the midst of his grief, and in the midst of his absolute despair, he saw the hand of God in this mess. In this horrible situation, he saw the hand of God. And the bottom line is this. Even when everything around you seems bad, and even when everything doesn't seem like it could possibly get any worse, there is hope in the midst of affliction. There is hope in the midst of affliction. So I'm going to read just a few verses in Lamentations 3 this morning, and then we're going to pray. Lamentations 3, I'm going to begin reading in verse 21. Lamentations 3, verse 21. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we can gather together today and worship you. We thank you for this passage of scripture. And I pray that as we look at it and study it, Briefly this morning, it would be a help to each one of us today in our walk with you. I pray that you would help us to hope in you. We pray this in Christ's name, amen. The word this in verse 21 refers to what follows, not to what preceded. That gives despair. If you look at the previous verses, you, you read chapter 1 and chapter 2, 
in the first half of chapter 3. And you stop at verse 20 of chapter 3, you'll be discouraged. It's just kind of, he's lamenting. And so the word this, he says, this I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. Well, are you going to have hope in discouragement? Does, 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 when you think about all the, all the bad news, does that give you encouragement? No. He says this, this is what I want you to focus on. This is what gives me hope. And so it's what follows, not what came before. I see nothing in the circumstances of my condition to comfort me, Jeremiah is saying. But I see something in God's nature which gives me ground to hope for better things than an utter ruin and destruction. Now, I don't know what you may be facing in your life today. I don't know what trial you might be going through. I don't know what heartache you might be facing. I don't know what difficulty or discouragement you might have in your life right now. But I do know this. Because of who God is, you can have hope. Because of who God is, regardless of all that other stuff, you can have hope. Three things I want you to get this morning. You can forget everything else as long as you remember this. Three things. God is merciful. God is faithful. God is good. Can you remember that? Pretty simple, right? God is merciful. God is faithful. God is good. These three things never change because God never changes. God always has been faithful. He always has been merciful. He always has been good. I said they never change. He always will be merciful. He always will be faithful. He always will be good. These three things never change. Why? Because God never changes. God never changes. And because of who God is, who God is, not was, or might be, or is for someone else, who God is, you can have hope. You can have hope when the political leaders are ungodly and make wicked decisions. <clears throat> you can have hope when you lose your job you can have hope when the economy is bleak. You can have hope when the sun doesn't shine. You can have hope when your closest friend turns against you. You can have hope when a loved one goes home to be with the Lord. You can have hope when you, when you can't pay a bill. You can have hope when the doctors don't have hope. You can have hope when the politicians don't have hope. You can have hope when business corporation owners don't have hope. You can have hope when military leaders don't have hope. You can have hope when, when the bankers don't have hope. I want you to know this. Today, you can have hope when you're in the midst of a hopeless situation. And here's why. You can have hope because of who God is. You can have hope because God is merciful. You can have hope because God is faithful. You can have hope because God 
is good. And so with all that in mind, I want, you to, I want us to look again in Lamentations, but I want you to turn with me, hold your place in Lamentations, and turn with me to Genesis chapter 32. Genesis chapter 32. says in verse 9, Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which sayest unto me, return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. We're not going to look at the whole context of the passage but I wanted you to see the, Jacob's prayer, his, 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 his telling, reminding the Lord, his, his really affirming, reaffirming that he knew God was merciful. You see, God, you, can have mercy, you can have hope because God's mercies endure forever. God's mercies endure forever. And, and, and Jacob realized that, I believe. He said in verse 10, I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies. We can say that too, can't we? We are not worthy of the least of God's mercies. Back in our text in Lamentations 3, it says in verse 22, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. His compassions, his mercies fail not. We are unworthy of God's mercies the least of his mercies. And yet God's mercies are extended to us, they were extended to us before we even knew God. We're unworthy of God's mercies, and yet he has extended them to us, and he continues to extend them to us day after day after day. We're unworthy of the least of God's mercies, and yet every day we see them Pour it out on our lives, don't we? Unfortunately, so often we forget about those mercies. We forget God's working in our lives. We're unworthy of God's mercies, and yet because of them, we live and breathe and have our being. Because of God's mercies, you're here this morning. Because of God's mercies, We can rejoice and worship God together. We're unworthy of God's mercies, and yet the Bible speaks of them as great and never failing. Have you ever wondered if God's mercies are failing in your life? Well, the Bible tells us right here, it is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed, and then it says this, His mercies, His compassions fail not. His compassions fail not. We're unworthy of God's mercies, and yet, because of them, today, we can have hope. We can have hope. Today, you can have hope because God's mercies endure forever. But secondly, you can have hope because God's faithfulness endures forever. In verses 23 and 24, it says, They are new every morning, talking about His compassions. 
They're new every morning. And then it says this, great is thy faithfulness. God's mercies are great, but look at his faithfulness now. His faithfulness is great. And we sing the song once in a while, great is thy faithfulness. Now you know where that song title came from. Great is thy faithfulness. And in verse 24, the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. Hold your place in Lamentations and go to that book, Amos. It's a minor prophet. Amos. Amos, Obadiah, Micah, Nahum. Amos chapter 7. And I'm going to read verse, verse 14 says, Then answered Amos and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son, but I was an herdman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. And the Lord took me as I followed the flock, and the Lord said unto me, Go prophesy unto this people Israel. God was faithful in the life of Amos. Amos grew up. He was a farmer, and God used him. God used him in a big way. You can read the book of Amos later, and you can see the rest of his, what's going on in his life, his, his message, but he was a farmer, and God used him in a, in a mighty way to declare the truth of God's righteousness and holiness to the people. You can have hope because God's faithfulness endures forever. You see, we are unworthy of God's faithfulness. Just like his mercies, we are unworthy of his faithfulness. And yet God's faithfulness is extended to us before we were, uh, even when we were unfaithful to him. Even when we are unfaithful to him, God is still faithful to us. What does it say in our text? God's faithfulness is great. Great is thy faithfulness. God's faithfulness is greater than our own unfaithfulness. We are unfaithful. God is faithful. But his faithfulness far exceeds our great unfaithfulness. God's faithfulness is extended to us even in the midst of our faithlessness. Even when we have no hope, God is faithful. He is a faithful God. He is faithful. And so we can hope in him. You can have hope because God's mercy endures forever. You can have hope because God's faithfulness endures forever. And thirdly, you can have hope today because God's goodness endures forever. Turn your Bibles to Psalm 52. Psalm 52. The opening verse, the very first verse of that psalm, says simply this, Why boastest thou thyself in mischief, O mighty man? Well, that's a good question. Why do, why do the wicked boast in their wickedness, in their mischief? And then here's a statement that we need to remember. The goodness of God endureth continually. The goodness of God endureth 
continually. You see, we are unworthy of God's goodness. God's goodness is evidence in our very existence. In fact, over in Lamentations, it says in verse 25, The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Verse 26, It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. In, in verse 27, So God's goodness. And then we have in, in Psalm 52, God's goodness is enduring and endureth continually. You can't put a stop to God's goodness. That's who he is. He is a good God. He is God. His goodness endureth continually. Along with that, over in Romans chapter 5, or Romans chapter 2, Romans chapter 2, it says in verse 4, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness? You know people who despise the riches of God's goodness? And forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that... Here's a statement I want you to remember. The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Are you here this morning? You're saved. The goodness of God led you to repentance. The goodness of God. The mercy of God. The kindness of God. The faithfulness of God. God's goodness brings us to himself. Maybe you're not saved this morning. The goodness of God brought you here to church so that you will hear the truth of God's word, that you would, you'll see your need for Christ. God's goodness brings us to himself. You see, God's goodness is guaranteed. But even more so when we wait on him and seek him. You can have hope today because God's goodness, his goodness endures forever. His faithfulness endures forever. His, his mercy, his everlasting, it endures forever. Today, you can have hope. Everything is discouraging around you. You look at the news, you, 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 you read the, what's going on in the world, you get discouraged. You, you, you think of all that stack of bills you have waiting for you when you go home. You, you, you have a doctor's appointment this week and you're worried about it. You have something going on in your life, with your, maybe with your family or your job or whatever. Whatever it might be. Maybe it's just something small. But today you can have hope. Because God is merciful. Doesn't matter how old or how young you are, God is merciful. Today you can have hope because God is faithful. He is a faithful God. And today you can have hope because God is good. You can have hope because of who God is. I want you to turn one more passage of Scripture. Go over to Psalm 43. Psalm. 43. <clears throat> and look at that last verse, verse 5. It starts out with a question. It says, oh, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Are you, have you ever been there? 
cast down, discouraged, as one theologian put it, lower than a snake's belly in a wagon rut. Have you ever been there? Probably most of us have. Discouraged, downtrodden. We, if, if we, we can't even look up, we're so low. But the question is, why art thou cast down on my soul? And, and the, the writer of the psalm is asking, why am I so discouraged? Here's the answer. Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Today, <clears throat> we are surrounded by people who have no hope. No hope spiritually. Many of our neighbors don't know where they will spend eternity. No hope. But the Bible gives hope, doesn't it? The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Does that give you hope? Hope spiritually. But so many of our neighbors, so co-workers, friends, family members maybe, don't have hope spiritually. A lot of people we know, they don't have hope politically. Today, more emphasis is placed on the next four years than on eternity. But the Bible says that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And as I was thinking about this earlier, I, I, I was thinking that my hope, <clears throat> my hope isn't in a man who occupies a short span in history, right? My hope is in the God of eternity, the one who created the world and everything in it. The one who planned history. It is his story. It's not a person's history. It's God. And yet, so many people around us have no hope politically, no hope spiritually, no hope financially, no hope economically, no hope physically. They just plain have no hope. But what about us? Why do we? sometimes have no hope. Well, again, that psalm, it says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. We forget God, don't we? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the help of my countenance, health of my countenance, and my God. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Why are you depressed? Why are you discouraged? Why is your heart so full of care when he says that we can cast all our care upon him and here's why he careth for you? It's a wonderful, passage, wonderful verse in 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him. It, it's, it's like you're just getting rid of it. Like you, like you have, um, you ever play hot potato as a kid? What are you trying to do? You, do you want to hang on to that hot potato? No, you want to get rid of it as quickly as you can. And we need to do that with our cares, casting all your care upon him. And here's why. 
He careth for your care. He has a concern for your concern. And so, hope in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. I will praise him for who he is. I will praise him for his enduring character. He is faithful all the time. He always has been. He always will be. He is merciful all the time. He always has been. He always will be. And he is good all the time. He always has been. He always will be. So hope in God. Are you hoping in God today? Can't hope in ourselves. Can't hope in someone else. People let us down. We, we let ourselves down, don't we? But we can hope in God. You can have hope today. Here's why. Because God is merciful. You can have hope today and tomorrow and forever as long as God gives you breath because he is faithful. You can have hope Whatever God takes you through, he'll, take, he'll go with you. He'll take you through it. But you can have hope because God is good. You can have hope because of who God is. Not might be. Not is for someone else. Not was for a long time ago when you were a kid. He is right now forever. You can have hope because of who God is. Do you know that God of eternity? Is he your God? Is he your Savior?